0: is the mind body business show. Hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the mind, body, business show. Oh my goodness, I cannot wait for you to meet my next guest, Christelle Biga. Oh my goodness, what a story this young woman has to tell. And you are going to actually you're gonna be so enthralled, you're gonna go, my gosh, if if she can do it, I can do it. And it'll be true. You can do it. Everyone can do it. And you will know that for certain after you hear Christelle's story. It is amazing. She is amazing. And I am so blessed to have her on this show. Not so much for myself, but for you, the viewers and the listeners of this very show, because you are going to get some incredible nuggets of wisdom, of experience, of perseverance, of fortitude, that will compel you and propel you farther and for, um, deeper in your business, and that is what this show is all about. The Mind Body Business Show is literally a show that I put together with you in mind. I am here to help bring successful entrepreneurs on the show and extract their wisdom, their values, their their strategies, their tips, their secrets, so that you can take notes and then you can take action. Because I found over life the, qu- the quickest way to success is by modeling it. And that's just a fancy word for copying. Model success, just do what someone else has done before you, guarantee it's been done before you, and there's no reason for you to try to figure it out on your own. Just come here, sit back, relax. Well, don't relax too much, take some serious notes and then take action, like I said. And so yes, the Mind Body Business show is a show about what I call the three pillars of success. And these came about in my course of about a 10 year span of where i just studied only successful people i was just deeply curious what makes someone else perhaps more successful than me what do they do that's different you know do they run and jump and land into their pants or shorts with both feet at the same time instead of going one leg at a time i mean what is it about them that is so amazing and uh, of course i kid there but i did want to find out what was going on and so i found by studying mentors, by studying authors and influencers and people that were always on stage uh, speaking at entrepreneurial events, uh, people that I knew personally, people that I never met because they were authors, maybe they had passed on before I even uh, read their book. But all of these people had these three common things in, in, uh, in play and that was they kept bubbling up to the top as i was studying them and that's the very namesake of this show so mind literally means mindset and so to a person each of these very successful individuals oh my gosh this is i just thought this is christelle uh, to a t has a very powerful very positive and most importantly a very flexible mindset that's where christelle she comes in through all those my goodness and uh body body literally means that they took care of themselves physically and and nutritionally they would exercise on a regular basis and they would eat and drink the proper foods and liquids and then business business is multi multi-faceted and what these individuals had done was they had mastered the skill sets of which there are many (laughs) that are necessary to build a successful business and then to continue to scale and grow it skill sets like marketing team building, systematizing, leadership. I could go on for sales. I could go on and on and on uh, with different skill sets. And the really good news is that you're probably going, oh my God, if I have to master every one of those and that was just a small set, this could take me my entire life. It probably could. <laughs> the good news is you don't have to yourself master every single one of them. In fact, if you master just one of them, and it was one of those few that I just rattled off, If you just master one, you can use that skill set to leverage the remaining skill sets. Anyone want to know what that one is? Anyone curious at all? Yes, we do take comments. Go ahead. I'll wait for you. No, I won't wait. I'm going to tell you what it is. It's the skill set of leadership. Yes, once you have mastered or even if you're in the process of mastering that skill set, you can bring on others into your team. Who have already or also in the process of mastering the other skill sets you have yet to or may never have the time to master yourself, other skill sets like sales, marketing, whatever those skill sets are that you have not mastered. Isn't that good news? You can master one and leverage it into many more. And that is what we do as entrepreneurs. We we solve issues. That's what Christelle Biga does. She solves not just problems, but she solves situations and helps entrepreneurs get the exposure they want and deserve. And that's why I am so excited to have her on. And real quick, uh, she is coming on. I'm telling you, she's she's in there. I can see her in the in the green room. She's actually scratching at the monitor saying, Brian, let me in, let me in, I'm ready, I'm ready. Yes, you're coming. It's, it's soon, Christelle, I promise. Uh, real quick, I want to uh, also mention that very successful individuals are also, to a person, very astute, readers of books. I mean, they're continually reading books. And with that, I want to segue into a little segment I affectionately call Bookmarks. Bookmarks. Born to read. Bookmarks. Ready. Steady. Read.
1: Bookmarks. Brought to you by ReachYourPeakLibrary.com.
0: Yes, there you see it, reachyourpeaklibrary.com. And a very quick word of advice to all watching, even if you're listening. And I hope you're watching live because everyone who stays with us live until the end can enter to win a five-night stay at a five-star luxury resort. Compliments of Reach Your Peak. We do this every evening or every show. I cannot wait to see who wins that next. You definitely want to stick around for that. And if you're not watching live, next time you can do so by going to the Mind Body Business Show. Yes, it's a long one, the mind, body, business, show.com. And then click on any of the buttons you see there that say how and where to watch and fill out your information. We give you a free hotel discount or a, a hotel card discount card and a high value. It. And they actually work because I've actually used them myself and just for opting in. And then... um you will then get announced, uh, you'll know when the next live show goes live. That's what we do, we send out an automated notice the moment we are, and you'll get a link, you click it, and you're here, you're with us, and you can win that prize yourself, Woo-hoo, pretty cool. So what I wanted to give you advice on is this, is you're going to be given a lot of resources, this happens every show without fail, whether it's website URLs, books, uh, people to get in t- touch with authors, and instead of, You know, scratching that itch where you you say, oh, I want to go and research that. And instead of going off, clicking away and typing it in and researching while you're listening or watching, instead, I want to implore upon you to write it down. So this is where we can start your practice with that. Get get something to write with, get a piece of paper, do it on your computer, however, whatever your favorite method is, and put down reachyourpeaklibrary.com. You may not even want to go there once i'm done describing it but write everything down and go back and scratch it out circle it highlight it whatever you do reachyourpeaklibrary.com is a site that i had built with you in mind because i myself was not a voracious reader until about the age of 47 when i started reading voraciously and that was uh, gosh 12 years ago yeah i'm pausing so you can do the math and uh the thing i found out was oh my gosh it is so unbelievably powerful to read the right books, to read books that are in alignment with what I want to achieve in my life. And so there are books that have, these are books on this site that have um, really had a profound impact on my business life, my personal life, and sometimes even both, it's usually both. And that's what I started doing. I said, as soon as I finished reading a book, if it fit that criteria, I had my team put it on this website, if you want to go buy these say at a bookstore go do that look at this list look at the book find the first one that resonates with you they are not in here in any rhyme or reason (laughs) they're just as i read them i had my team drop them in and so look for the first one that resonates with you if you want to go buy it at a barnes and noble go buy it wherever you love to buy your books there's a buy here button here this isn't for making money but it will take you to amazon if you want to get your book right away Um, the whole point of this is to start reading or continue reading if you already are and this is a list of books i personally vetted so at least you'll know that one other successful person has actually Promoted or or vetted these books, once again, that says, yep, these are books I would recommend that you read. That is that. That's to help you to make more efficient use of your time and not waste it on reading the wrong books, the ones that may waste your time. Can't guarantee these won't in your case, but they sure as heck had a great impact on me. Speaking of having a great impact on people, it's time to do just that with not myself. No, no, no. With Christelle Biga. She is coming on right now here we go it's time for the guest expert spotlight savvy
1: skillful professional adept trained big league
0: qualified go There we are. Oh, good parade wave. I like that. That (laughs) You've learned it already. That's awesome. Andy LaRusso says, good stuff, Brian. Thank you, Andy. Yeah, wait till you listen to Christelle. Oh, you think what I had to say was good? No, no, no. All right. Yes, Christelle Biga, you are an amazing young woman. And what I want to do is introduce you uh, in the way that would be respectful and proper because it it embeds a wonderful story about you that we wanna dig a little deeper into as well. Is that be okay?
1: Yes, let's do it.
0: All right, Christelle Biga is a former corporate manager who is now an expert speaker and CEO of Exposure Maven, an agency that helps entrepreneurs, coaches, and authors boost their visibility and growth by booking them on top tier podcasts. This is a phenomenal service, ladies and gentlemen. Born and raised in Africa, Christelle Biga embarked on a daring journey for the American dream. Battling language barriers and unjust accusations, she endured nine months in detention before emerging victorious. There is an unbelievable story behind that. With a remarkable career, and transitioning from corporate management to motivational speaking, Christelle's compelling story of triumph over adversity has captivated audiences globally, and I know it will you too. As a sought-after expert speaker, she has graced countless podcasts around the world and earned features uh, and earned features in several magazines as well. Phenomenal. Drawing from her own experiences, Christelle recognized the transformative power of strategic exposure in elevating brands and propelling entrepreneurs towards success. This realization fueled her vision to establish Exposure Maven, where she empowers clients by strategically connecting them with relevant podcasts to share their expertise and reach their target audiences effectively. Yes. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, officially, formally, the amazing Christelle Vega. She is here on our stage. Can you believe it? This is awesome.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Brian.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, Christelle, I know when we first met uh, literally like half an hour ago, 36 minutes ago or so, I, I was so like intrigued by that what I just read, the part about adversity and the part that you were in a detention center. I'm like, what the heck happened? And then you went on to tell me what happened. And in my jaw, I still haven't lifted it off the ground. It was just open and broken all the time. Like, are you kidding me? If you wouldn't mind, I know you've probably told this story hundreds of times. It's a powerful story that will help everyone realize that, look, if someone can do it, like after going through what Christelle has been through, then who am I to say I can't do it as well? It's so inspiring. Would Would you mind telling us what happened, Christelle? Like you were in you were in Cameroon in Africa, and then you decided to follow your dream as a as a little girl to come to America to to help lives improve lives, and then you landed at LAX, and then what happened from there?
1: Yes, I landed at LAX. Uh, at the time, I could barely speak English, so maybe I said something that triggered the immigration officer who accused me of coming here to work as a prostitute and he tried to get me deported I remember him he was a big tall guy so the moment he wanted to break the news to me he had to go with his hands on the table to be eye level with me and he told me straight up you know what I think you came here to work as a prostitute okay (laughs) that was interesting And before I know it, he had had called two female officers to perform a body search on me. And that's when I started knowing that, okay, I'm in LA, but this is not a movie. This is uh, happening. I'm getting a body search. So I guess I'm getting arrested. And yes, they put handcuffs on me. And I was transferred to another office where they decided to send me a detention center until a judge finally makes a decision to... Agree with him and get me deported because I was coming here to work as a prostitute, or let me stay. So that's how I ended up in a detention center where I spent nine months before winning my case. So yeah,
0: I mean, I mean, think about this. Everyone watching, everyone listening. You come to another country, you don't know the language, you don't speak it. You're being accused of of something that, like, what? Where did that come from? Uh, there was no reason uh they they found nothing um that was out of sorts in your luggage didn't look like you had you had normal clothes uh, according to the, what you told me earlier and there was nothing there like
1: i and wonder like a proof that i'm a prostitute because my clothes were too normal
0: <laughs> so this guy had it out for you for some reason i mean
1: mm-hmm.
0: how how like i mean unbelievable unbelievable and so you're here you can't speak the language. You probably don't understand them saying what they're saying, right, very much. Not very
1: well, not very well, because, again, it was the first time for me to really be with Americans because, you know, we learn English at school, but the accent is different. So, yeah, it wasn't clear for me what was actually happening.
0: Oh, my gosh. And you, do you mind I, if I ask how old you were when this happened?
1: I need to do the math. Let's see. 2015, oh. how old? <laughs> How old was I in 2015? They said, okay. Uh, I was born in 1983. Whoever wants to help me with the mat. And that was in 2015. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, uh, let me just put it out there.
0: You're a very young woman. You're here with nobody else. There's no family with Mm -hmm. you, no friends. You're 100% by yourself. You don't speak the language. And now you're being put into what they call a detention center. What would you call it?
1: It was a prison. Listen, that was just a fancy name to say, oh, we are different than actual criminals because we are in immigration proceedings. So it's not the same, but it was the same, right? We were wearing uniforms, ugly uniforms, I should say. <laughs> we had limited time outside of the building, outside of our, because we're all sleeping on bunks in a big room all the immigrants that were there waiting to be processed. So we had two hours a day to take fresh air. We had specific times in the day to get in the shower and it was for a limited time. We have one hour to watch TV. We were being counted at 5 a.m. in the morning just to make sure that no one ran away in the night. And, yes, I mean, I haven't been in prison yet, but I'm not sure it's too different. <laughs> so, yeah, they called it the detention. They didn't want us to be called prisoners. But, again, I mean, different names, same things. Yeah.
0: And and you also described that you there were two buildings where you were at. You were in one with the immigrant detainees, and the other one was for actual criminals. And you were saying they were actually given more freedoms than you guys were.
1: Yes, that was interesting. They had longer, yard yeah, time, right? We just had two hours a day. They probably had five hours a day, you know, outside. Sometimes we'll be in our building, looking at them, enjoying themselves outside. We'll be like, who is a prisoner here? And they could, you know, participate to activities like maybe go cook in the kitchen or help with laundry. We wanted to be used to, to perform those chores because that will give us something to do. They could do those things we couldn't. So we're sitting in the room the whole time doing nothing Ugh. or just yeah, we're just waiting to be given the two hours to go get some fresh go air. or go, crazy. Yeah, So the prisoners have, have more freedom yeah. and movements <laughs> than we did. So,
0: and this yeah, went crazy. on for nine months. So yeah. you got your first court date. And what happened then when you went to see the judge for the first time?
1: When I went to see the judge, okay, first of all, I want people to understand that sometimes people say, oh, you were so brave. I wasn't, I was crying like a baby. Okay, let's just put it out there. But the people, the other detainees that I met, they kind of prepped me. They tried their best to tell me what to expect because again, I didn't know what to expect. So I want to go to court, they tell me how it works. They tell me you go to court for the judge first to even decide if you are even allowed to say, stay in the immigration proceedings because... If you go there and you don't make sense, they will just send you back. So they prepared me. I went there, told my story how everything happened at LAX, and they said, okay, we're going to open your case and see how it goes. So that was the first encounter. I had to first even deserve to stay in detention. (laughs) That was the first caught about. (laughs) Are you even allowed to waste our time here being in detention, or you should just go back now? So I passed that part. And I was supposed after that to, because again, there was no case. So unlike the other detainees that were there, that you know crossed the border or whatever, however they came here, I was different, had a visa. So I was legally supposed to be here. So it didn't make sense for me to be with them. So they were giving me a lot of hope saying, you know what, you shouldn't even be here. So after the first court, because when you go to court, they assign you an immigration officer that now is in charge of your case, they say, well, your officer will just maybe require documents from you to have a sponsor, someone that you can stay with until, you know, the court continue your case. There's no reason for you to be here. So I was full of hope and thinking, okay, I didn't do anything wrong. So it should be fine. They should release me. So contacted my family. My brother found, found a friend here who said, yeah, of course I will, uh, you know, be her sponsor so that she can really be released on parole. He sent all the documents they were asking. He was a nurse, so had a good job. So he said, no problem. He sent all the documents, and they denied my parole. And I was dying. I was like, this is not happening. I'm not staying in jail. There's, there's no way. And the reason I asked my officer what, what happened, what went wrong, I provided everything. And he said, I can't tell you, but it is based on what was put in your file from LAX. And I was like, what did they put in my file? Yeah. Like, nobody was... Nobody could tell me. I found that eight months in why they couldn't give me, release me on parole. That's when finally one day in court, the judge told me that that officer put in my file that I came here with uh, an illegal visa or something. And then I had to tell the judge, this is not even, I don't even know what it is about. I was given a visa in an American cancelled in my country. So the judge was like, so, if we call the consulate in your country, they will confirm they give you a visa. I say, yep, please go ahead, call them, please. <laughs> so he said, okay. That was the only time they gave me an appointment after two weeks. I say, okay, we're going to contact them and get the information, come back in two weeks. So I was happy. I was like, Phew. finally, now that I know why exactly I'm in jail because of whatever that officer put in my file, once they find out my visa is legit, I'll be out. That wasn't happening. So he did, I came back two weeks later, the judge said, well, you were right. We contacted, you know, the consulate in your country. They confirmed. They gave you a visa. And now, well, it's kind of tricky because you had a one-year visa and you already eight months in. in so we don't know. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think we should do now, right? So um if we, we i can't release you right now it's just that well you just have four months left on your visa i don't think it's really fair for you and the other option will be to continue with your case and if you win you will get your green card right away like okay that option sounds more appealing because i already spent eight months in jail okay <laughs> might as well make it make sense So I said, okay, that case, I will just finish my case. Okay. Come back next month. That's when I went back to court. Luckily I won my case and yeah, that's why I'm here
0: today. But yeah, it was fun. Here, here's something I think that's going to floor a lot of people that you shared with me is anytime during that nine month stint of sitting there, having nothing to do, going, I'm, I'm imagining going mad. Mm -hmm. You could have at any point decided, you know what? just deport me and they will let me go. they would let you go immediately and they would send you back home and you decided no i'm gonna stick it out and so if you wouldn't mind uh sharing the story about what what the heck drove you to say i still want to i still want to pursue my dream here in america even though this first experience of america wasn't all that great and now i'm here for up and you didn't know it was going to be nine months at the time you had no idea, but at the same time, you could have at any moment said, I'm done. I'm going to go back home. Why didn't you? Yes.
1: Yes. And first of all, we need to come go back to the reason why I decided to come here in the first place. As I was sharing with you, you know, before we came live, that was just a, a dream from a little girl that I was. You know, was that strange little girl who we see adults on the street and wonder, is this person happy? Didn't make sense because adults should worry about kids. <laughs> I was a kid that was worrying about adults being happy. So that question was always in my heart, even though my brain will kick in. And I know your listeners can relate. Sometimes you have something that is coming and your brain try to make it make sense. So bring you valid reasons to not even pursue it. And the, my brain will tell me, Christelle, you don't even know them. Why do you care? So I will try to move on. And then I grew up with that question always in the back of my mind. And in my late teens, I started noticing the influence of people like Rihanna. Of course, Oprah was already big. But Rihanna, especially on my generation, because anytime Rihanna will have a new hairstyle, we'll all have to have that hairstyle, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so... When I would go to bed at night, I would think about those things and just ask, say, say to myself, if I had that level of influence, if I had, could be seen by people like that around the world, I could actually help them improve the quality of their lives and be happy. And again, my brain will kick in and remind me that I don't sing, so I'm not the next Rihanna. <laughs> and there is only one Oprah, so I will sleep on that. But eventually... <laughs> I said to myself, you know what, if I if I, I want to give it a shot, if I want to give myself a chance to actually impact people's lives at the level that Rihanna in the U.S. is impacting us in Cameroon, I need to go to the place where it's happening, where they said anyone can become anything. Where is that? The United States, right? So I said, okay, I'm moving to the U.S. That's what brought me. So when I got arrested and I ended up in a detention center, That's one of the reasons why I couldn't just sign that deportation paper. Because my vision, I was closer to my vision, even though I was in detention center, than go back. And I want you, the listeners that you have, I know your audience, you have entrepreneurs there that can relate to this, where you have this big goal, that big vision for yourself, you start a business, you have all these great things you want to make happen, and you face challenges. Sometimes you even have people around you telling you, just go get back, and go, just go back and get a job. Why yep. are you putting yourself through this? Yep. And that's the conversation that was going on in my mind. Why do you go through this? You can just go back to your country, continue whatever you, was doing, you were doing there, being around your friends and family. Why are you going through this? And the temptation was there to sign that paper, to go for the easy route. But again, my vision was strong enough for me to keep going and that's why it's so important to be following something that's coming from your heart instead of coping what other people around you are doing because Mm. when it's your vision, when it's your dream, when it's your desire, whatever, whatever happens, you have more, you are more determined to see it through whatever challenge you have to go through. And that's where I was, that's what made me, even though I had that option on the table, to just say, you know what, this is my only shot. Because if I get deported, I will not only be able to apply for another visa after 10 years. years. So this is the closest that I am to achieving my my vision. So that's what kept me going, my vision.
0: Holy moly, how inspirational. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to really let that sink in she my god you had no you had you it didn't matter what you did if you stayed you suffered if you went home you Mm -hmm. knew that your dream was shattered for at least 10 years Mm -hmm. you you were like and and you're there alone literally alone nobody and you could barely speak the language and you're a young woman by yourself i can't imagine i i don't even want to what you had to go through and i'm sure and, and thank you for being open to going back and revisiting these times because you are very astute and you know that you, what your story does is help others it gives them hope it gives them um it just yeah it gives them a lot of hope and the and desire to say look you know i do have a compelling why i have a compelling reason so if you just stick to it no matter what and that's what christelle has done everyone she's t- <laughs> i know nobody that went through anything like this and and was so determined because her why was so absolutely strong so absolutely clear in her mind you know she was saying the little girl in her was telling her uh, uh, you know that's her when she was younger i mean yeah what little girl is looking at adults wondering if they're happy <laughs> i mean that told me a lot right there what makes you uh unique and what makes you you and your desire really stems from wanting to help other People to become happier even as you are going through a literal hell here on earth you are still sticking it out so you can help others what does that say to people i wonder out there watching and listening about this young woman it, it speaks volumes to me personally and i don't you know i would say i don't know and i don't or i wouldn't say i don't know I don't, i don't care what she does for a business if she has anything that would solve an issue that I need I'm going to her first if there are 2 or 5 or 10 or 15 or 20 of them because of what she's been through and her desire to help others it's it's amazing because if that's what drives her how do you think she's going to treat you when you become her client i mean it's this important uh, she's authentic and that see i'm Everything I'm saying about her is you should be taking notes and saying, this is what I need to do. So if you're living a different life, if you're living a life that you think others want you to live, if you're being somebody that you think other people want you to be, maybe take a step back and look at that and go, you know, you're going to ruffle some feathers. Some people that you've run with are not going to run with you anymore because now you're changed to the real you. And that, that can be a little bit painful, but think about Christelle. Think about nine months and just do it. Oh man, this is awesome. Oh, this is this is amazing. And you are amazing. And I want to now um say you're very welcome. It's so deserving. Yes. Oh, amen. Powerful later, lady Andy LaRusso is saying. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Andy. Yes. So agree. So agree. And you know, you're going not going to, you already are are changing lives because you are helping entrepreneurs to get greater exposure. That's one of the reasons I do this show is for you to get exposure. It's the same exact type of approach and you are your business and correct me if I'm wrong and I'm gonna actually turn it over to you to let you uh, describe it. But in a nutshell, what your business is, is um, one of the things you offer is the service of getting entrepreneurs on other podcasts that suit them that are strategically correct That will get them seen by other individuals that they potentially didn't have the reach to be seen by and help them to further their you know sprout their wings and grow their business by doing that kind of thing is that that in a nutshell correct am i close
1: (laughs) yes yes you're pretty close and i really loved how you were talking about you know how maybe someone listening to my story right now could look back because sometimes I hope people don't have the same story of being in jail or in detention, as they were calling it. But I just want you to know, understand why today it's so easy for me to talk about it. And I'm even even intentionally sharing that story over and over again. It's because after I left, as you can imagine, it was traumatic enough. So I didn't want anybody to know about it maybe someone in the in the audience can relate to that sometimes you are a victim of something but somehow somehow you have shame around it it feels mm-hmm. like you did something wrong even though you didn't in my case i checked all the boxes i thought having a visa was enough and i ended up in jail so the first, i didn't want to talk about it until when i decided to leave my corporate job and start my coaching business i decided to promote it as a speaker and getting on podcasts and when I was going on podcasts, I was just talking about how about how my coaching works, and I was on a show on a podcast, April or May 2020. If you remember anything about 2020, you know that's the time where we were getting our feet wet with all the lockdowns and people losing their jobs. So it was a scary times so for a lot of people. And during that interview, I found myself sharing that story for the first time.
0: Mm.
1: I was the first surprised that it was happening, but It was such a perfect timing to remind people that, yes, this is scary. No one saw this coming, especially in 2020. People had big dreams for 2020. It was like a special year. People had 2020 as the year where it's going to happen. And then the pandemic hit. So I use that story to remind people that, yes, sometimes life happens. You might do everything right, check all the boxes follow all the steps, have the perfect strategy and life can still happen. And when life does happen, it's your invitation to show up stronger. It's your invitation to just power up, not give up. And my story was that perfect reminder of, look, I checked all the boxes. I got my visa and I came here legally, yet I was put in jail just like I came here illegally. Life happened. And now it was up to me at that moment to decide what was going to happen, give up or see it through. So that's why I love, you know, not only being on podcasts, but also giving that exposure to other experts, because I know from that show, how many people were encouraged, how many people just got that boost of, you know, inspiration to be like, there is a way out of this and I will find it, right? So That's what allowed me to connect the dots, being on podcasts and sharing my story on stages and hearing the feedback. I realized that, oh my gosh, this is a way for my little girl to make strangers happy. Mm. And eventually I realized that my story can be inspiring, can motivate people, can help people in a certain way, but I cannot help them with their finances, cannot help them improve the quality of their relationships. It cannot help them improve their health if that's what they need. But there are other experts out there with those skills who can do those things. And how can I make those people happy is by putting those experts in front of them so they can help them with those things that they need in their lives. So that's why my agency for me is, again, sometimes I tell people, yeah, this is my little girl's dream, right? Even when I was coming here and had no clue how I was going to make it happen. But this is the answer to that. And I feel so happy to have the opportunity, and the privilege to showcase those experts. And sometimes people ask me, who do you, who is your ideal client? And I say, heart-centered people.
0: Mm.
1: I don't care what you do. I want to know that you have it in your heart to help people. Because when I give you that exposure, when I book you on those those big podcasts with a large enough audience, I know I'm putting you in front of people who need help. So I want to know that you are heart-centered, that you really care about providing the best, about providing the right support, and so that together we can just help as many people as possible be happier. So, yep, that's what Exposure Maven is all about giving that visibility to heart centered experts so that we can help as many people as possible
0: i absolutely love all of that and i can imagine um you know the amount the people that you are helping as a result of this and you know it's (laughs) it's so refreshing to hear things like that my avatar my my client my ideal clients are those that are heart-centered experts, Mm heart-centered being everything, the center of everything you do. And, you know, think about what would not have happened had you not gone through that horrifying nine-month experience. You know, there are so many people that they seem to um, create massive success for themselves by building upon a tragedy that happened in their life and I'll, I'll kid you not i'm not going to ask for a tragedy but there are times i'm thinking maybe i need a tragedy to happen in my life <laughs> to you know all these people that are like crushing it had something horrible or difficult to overcome, and i look back and go man i can think of a couple actually <laughs> but you know and, and there's no way to compare right to nine months detention wrongful detention and, and what you went through to anything anyone else is experiencing but it is a you know it's like uh Oh, I can't think. I'm trying to think of the guy's name, but he uh, wrote a book, many books. And he said, A setback is a setup for a comeback. And it's just genius. And that's the way it is. And you said a, a very, um, oh my gosh, a very powerful word. And it started with a D. It said, I can decide. And that's what it usually comes down to for entrepreneurs is, you know, we're always faced every single day with issues. Um, and there are times where there are things that like knock us backward, and yeah, we can get upset. We are humans. We have emotions. We're not robots. But how long are you going to hold on to that negative emotion? When are you going to make that decision to move on and away and forward from it? Learn from it and move on, versus embrace it and cry about it and and then let it take you down. The thing is, is we have the the, the power to decide our own destiny. It is absolutely true. And people think, ah, oh, you're it's a bunch of woo-woo stuff, Brian. It's not, it's really not. It's really simple. It's the decisions we make every day and those pebbles get stacked. And which, 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 uh, pile are you stacking onto? You know, the ones that are empowering, that are going to lift you and others around you, or the other one's just going to say, woe is me and I'm a victim. And I mean, yes, my gosh, Christelle was a victim. Holy moly. Uh, Absolutely no denying she was a victim, but listen, look at her, watch her now and notice that she is not worried about it at all. Um, She is using it to her advantage. She's not saying, look, uh, woe is me at all. I don't, I don't get that at all. She's almost coming off saying without saying it out loud. I'm kind of glad this happened because now I can use this to help more people because this story resonates with so many people. Because it's over with now. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. You.
1: <laughs> Thank goodness. Yes. But you're right. I'm, I'm glad because sometimes, of course, when you are in the fire, you don't really appreciate it. But when you look back, that's where all the lessons are. And you need, you need an experience, not a traumatic one always. Hopefully, you, you will not have to have that. But you always have those experiences, those challenging moments in your life to have the tools that you need for the next steps. That's the only reason. Sometimes I say we don't give ourselves enough credit. If, for example, someone would have told me when I was planning to move to the U.S., okay, sit down, let me tell you. Or even at the consulate that day, when they were giving me my visa, they said, okay, we're giving you the visa, but this is what's going to happen. I'm going to land at LAX, <laughs> you'll be arrested, put in jail, <laughs> jail for nine months before. I'll be like, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, thank you. I'm out. Right. Because I would have said nine months in jail. There's no one will survive one night in jail. And that's what we think of ourselves. Sometimes we think we are not capable of. Mm. We can't do it. We don't have what it takes. We are not equipped enough. We are not skilled enough. Whatever story you have, you are entertaining right now. Let me just tell you that you don't, you're do not you not giving yourself enough credit. And that's why sometimes life has to step in and put you in a situation where you have to see your power. And that's where Ooh. I was put. I was put in that situation for me to see my power, not just think about it, but actually experience it. Because again, if they had asked me, I would have said, there's no way. Cannot do it. I, I, I will not survive. But when I was put in that situation, I made it. I survived to that. I won. So when you are go, if you are going, I hope you're not, but if you're listening to this and you are going through a th- challenging time, I have hearing people saying this year has been really difficult. If that's your experience, I just want to encourage you that this is your opportunity to see your real power. Mm. Don't take it as a way for life to break you down because that's not what's happening. Life is just opening your eyes to your potential. Life is just opening your eyes to what you are really capable of. And if you just make a decision to see it through, you'll be amazed. You will look back one day and say, I am glad I was given this opportunity. Yes, you might that might sound insane for me to say, I'm glad I went through that, but I am actually glad because there are so many things to opt to because, for example, I didn't mention that to you, Brian, but... When I was there, one of the things I mentioned how the other detainees were kind of briefing me to what was, you know, what to expect. One of the things they told me was nobody wins their case here. It doesn't happen. Even when they have a lawyer, they can't. So I knew, okay, they told me nobody wins their case. There, it doesn't happen. So of course, who am I? But because I had to win, they had denied my parole, remember? So there was no other way for me to get out. They gave me... a fine I went for a bond hearing once I was like okay if they give me a reasonable amount I can get my family to maybe send some money to pay they charged me tw- they asked me to pay a $20,000 bond to be released Good. where was I was I supposed to get $20,000 from right so I had no other way than to win that's why all the mm. other doors were closed so at that moment even the story of nobody wins here couldn't be enough for me anymore. So when I went to court that day, it was, I have to win because I have no other other option to be released if I didn't win. And I won, which was a surprise for everyone else there. But it also opened their eyes because the moment I I won my case, when they said it was impossible, people who started going to court afterwards started winning. Mm. <laughs> so i don't know what you think right now is impossible or you have been told maybe the stats sometimes i talk with people and say well the stats say this based on this based on my background really my forget about it just give it a shot because if i had listened to the stats
0: yep.
1: <laughs> if i had looked to the past experience of other people i would have not won my case and The impact that started after that was testimony that people just sometimes need one person to do it. So maybe no one else has ever done it before, but how how about you do it? And that today, when I say I'm grateful for that experience, that has set up something in my brain. When someone tells me, you can't do this, in the back of my mind, I think you watch me. (laughs) You you watch me. I have to make this happen now just for the sake of it.
0: And that creates yet another internal powerful drive. I mean, beliefs can be so powerful, whether correct or incorrect, you know, limiting beliefs. uh, There was a, you know, for for a long, long, long time, runners could not break the six minute barrier of running a mile because the outstanding belief by experts were if you ever ran that hard, the human body couldn't withstand it and your heart would literally (laughs) explode. Until one day, a gentleman by the name of Richard Bannister, he broke the six-minute barrier. And shortly after he did it, a multitude of additional people did win. For decades, no one did because of that internal stinking thinking, I like to call it, telling them that, you know, something bad's going to happen. Like with you, and they're telling you no one ever has won, and you're not going to win either. Uh, And my gosh, you know no different. You didn't see any success stories to put lay on to, but you had to. You had no choice. It's either I win or I, well, God, I don't even know what the alternative would be. What if you lost? I mean. Yeah.
1: What if I lost? I, will, I That would mean I'm going back to Cameroon after nine months in jail. So what was the use? So still, I was that rage of, Doesn't I cannot spend nine months in jail for no reason. Right. Right. If it was to go back, I should have just gone back the next week. So after right. nine months, I can't. It cannot go to waste.
0: It's not enough. I and it didn't
1: come this far to come
0: this far. That's right. So this is so uh, powerful because, and you've already related it so well and so beautifully to business and entrepreneurship that you know that's what it takes to succeed. You you just have to not accept defeat. Doesn't mean you won't hit those bumps in the road, the, the setbacks. That The failures, even though people don't like to say the word failure, they're micro failures. You learn from what didn't work and you just know to move on and fail faster. Do more things and and do it with, um, without worrying about succeeding at every turn. That's what held me back for forever, Christelle, was I was this perfectionist and I wanted a a, a winning record with zero losses, you know, everything I ever did. And if I had a loss, man, that, that really knocked me back and I felt horrible. And then I finally got great coaching and realized, I should be losing every single day, multiple times a day, learning from it and getting closer to that prize. And it's like, get over the ego. That's what it is. It's ego. And oh, my gosh. So you have helped a uh, numerous entrepreneurs to get their word out, spread the word by getting them placed on podcasts. Is there is there a story that sticks out to you? of any of those maybe there's more than one story that um you would like to share about a client who came in and said this is my situation Christelle. can you help me and then well you would you would know the story not me but (laughs) is does anything stick out
1: yeah my favorite story not not as you just in case i have clients listening don't think your story is not good enough but (laughs) (laughs) The one that I like to share is the story of uh, one client who had never been on podcast before. And the reason why I like to share that story is because sometimes people think, oh, because I've never done it, I cannot do it. And I hear that a lot. I'm not ready. My story is not good enough. My message is not on point yet. So I had this client who came in, never been on a podcast before, but knew it was going to help their business. So we started working together and the very first podcast that I got them booked on was a top 2.5% podcast. Ooh. And they went there, the interview, they did so great during the interview. First time ever on a podcast, they did so great that the host kept them after the interview and they discussed collaboration. Oh. So that was, that's just a story that I love to share because it's just to encourage anyone listening and thinking, I'm not ready. I promise you you're ready (laughs) whatever you know right now is good enough for you to put it out there in the world
0: yeah it's like the old adage there is you know it's not the right time it's not the right time to have a baby it's not the right time to start a business it's not the right time to get married you know what there's never the right time so you just have to do it you have to just take action and get past it and uh you know when you go through something like Christelle has been through where winning is the only option there is no you can't fail it's flat out not going to happen then then it becomes uh you know there's only one option from that point forward i'm going to succeed no matter what and you did it you succeeded and i'm sure that like you said that triggered something in your brain that said hey i did it once now the rest of these are going to be like you know pff, give me a break i got this one <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness and so uh real quick i want to say it out loud for those listening on on podcasts uh only or listening on uh, audio exposuremaven.com. so that's e-x-p-o-s-u-r-e maven m-a-v-e-n.com and so what is we're not done yet what is uh, one of the best ways for folks to get in touch with you Christelle so that they can start down the journey of getting more exposure for their business
1: yes the best way to get in touch with me is to find me if you're watching me now on linkedin or facebook just dm me and let's have a conversation if you decide to visit my website that brian just uh, named for you go there and send an inquiry to the website and, let, and let's connect that's those are the easiest way to do that and also i have a workshop when you look at the home page of the website you will see a button there where you can sign up to attend the free workshop that i host where. I teach people how to, you know, secure podcast appearances because I just want you to put yourself out there. So if you want to do it yourself, fine. I want to I, I invite you to sign up to attend that workshop where I teach you all the steps that you need to take to secure podcast appearances and start promoting your business.
0: I love it. I'm gonna leave that page up. So I'll sign up here after we sign off. And that's what I love about what I get to do is you know, meet amazing individuals like yourself. And I just, I also want to make a quick point to everyone watching and listening. Uh, Christelle is not a solopreneur. She has an entire team. She's not a fake it till you make it. She's a bona fide. And I'm not not—I'm not saying bad things about anyone who's a solopreneur. We've all been there at one point in time for uh-huh. sure. Uh, and to see that she has a team, that, that means she has to develop systems and training and leadership skills and all the things that, People don't realize that being an entrepreneur takes a lot of energy, takes a lot of self personal development and your own business development. It takes getting coaches. It takes shedding your ego. It takes being uh, told no multitude of times and still getting up and going after it. It takes a lot. And Christelle, you you are so impressive because I can tell you've been through that process and you are now And, and that's running. why I
1: usually tell people entrepreneurship is the biggest personal development journey.
0: Oh, baby, is it ever? <laughs> yeah. Yes.
1: Because, yep, you have to. You learn so much about yourself. And you have to get over yourself so many times that you grow. You have no option than grow personally when you're an entrepreneur.
0: It it couldn't have said it better. Yeah, there. Yeah, it is. That's why there aren't as as many of us out there. There aren't a larger percentage. It is not for everybody, and it, and it's okay if it's not for you that you're watching or listening. Don't don't let that. Uh, guilt you out of anything but if you have if you're adverse to taking risks and i'm not talking about you know getting you know losing your home kind of risk or losing your job kind of risk but risk little micro risk as you go along Uh, and sometimes the bigger ones are the ones that help pay off because when you have more skin in the game you do a lot more to make it happen like if you're sitting in a detention center for nine months and you have no other choice (laughs) but to get out and so yeah it, it is a wonderful journey though i love it i love it every day there's always a different challenge whether it be with a client whether it be with building out a new system or a product or whether it be with working with my team you know things happen and now it's like okay now i got to focus on leadership i got to correct this action okay now the product okay there's something not working i got to figure that out okay now there's a client that has an issue or i, I want to improve their. It, it just i love that because there's so much going on all the time <laughs> <laughs> others are like, no, I just want to sit down and do my nine to five and go straight and do the straight and narrow, do what I'm told and and get my paycheck every week. You get a paycheck on, on a regular basis. Nothing wrong with that at all. But um, goodness, I'm looking at the time. So <clears throat> we do have a gift to give away and that's that five night stay at a five star luxury resort. Uh, and I cannot wait to give that away. We still have folks watching. <clears throat> Excuse me, losing my voice. That means I'm talking too much. And uh, <clears throat> there's always that sign, you know when you're uh leading a podcast like relax brian take it easy uh so um i i have a question that i ask at the end of every show christelle uh, and it came about in an interesting way i've been doing this show now for over five years which i it blows my mind that it's been going that long in a good in a good way and I asked this question on a rare occasion uh or on occasion not rare but um i started taking note of the the answers the responses and like wow they they were profound and i thought you know what those that's such a good question because of the answers that i'm going to close every show going forward with that one question and wow. it's it's wonderful it's a doozy you're gonna love it um let's see what we got going on All right. I was looking at another uh, message from a listener Uh, viewer. Andy LaRussa is also on LinkedIn. He's watching us from two different areas at the same time. I love it. And so this question is very profound because, well, you'll find out in a minute. And so before we do that, though, I did promise everyone who stayed on with us live to the end that they could enter to win a five night stay at a five star luxury resort compliments of reach your peak and so i'm going to bring that up on the screen right now and here's the thing remember when i started the show i said write things down don't go to websites don't go looking for books don't do any of that until after the show is over and the same holds true here write this down when i give it to you and then once we actually finish the show and you see we're no longer live that's the time to enter we have a team we'll be monitoring those entries as they come in sound good so be sure to write this down i'll put it up on the screen for those of you watching live if you're not watching live, you should be, because then you could enter to win. And here it is. Oh, excuse me. Here's the URL, ryp.im forward slash vacation. As the voice continues to fade, ryp.im forward slash vacation. A little squirt there. And uh, I can't wait to see who wins. going to recover the throat a little bit, <clears throat> because I want to get this question in. It's a big one. Now here's a cool, a couple of cool things about this question, uh, Christelle. One is there is no such thing as a wrong answer. It's not a quiz. It's not a test. uh, None of that. In fact, the exact opposite is is the case, and that is the only correct answer is yours, because it will be unique to you. And oh my gosh, you're such a unique individual in such a beautiful way. This is going to be. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. This is going to be good. Um, And the other thing is you might have the answer like instantly. Some get it instantly. Some ponder for a bit. Even that is absolutely perfect because it's your answer once again. So there's absolutely no pressure. I know there's been a lot of buildup to it, though. And you're like going, oh, my God, what is this question going to be? Because everyone's like, just ask the question already, Brian. Let's be (laughs) over with it. (laughs) So with that, are you ready, Christelle?
1: Yes. Here we
0: go. Christelle Biga, how do you define success?
1: I would say success is uh, living a happy life. Because when you are able to live happy relationships, beginning with the one with yourself, you do a job or a business that makes you happy, You are happy with your achievements. I think you are successful. You're not successful because you are hitting someone else's marks or goals. You are not successful, in my opinion, because you are doing the things that people expect you to do, but you are successful because you're doing the things that make you happy. So that's my definition of success, living a life that makes you happy.
0: Mm, mm, mm. you no know, one of the greatest things about that question is to date and i've been doing this this ending the show this way for several years now no two people uh, have answered that exactly the same way yet it's amazing and and the cool thing is what your definition is today of success i guarantee six months to a year from now it will be a different answer that's the beauty of this question because it's it's a living breathing (laughs) answer it's always changing and ebbing and flowing as we ebb and flow and grow so oh my gosh crystal i cannot tell you how grateful i am for you coming on and gracing our stage here tonight you've been amazing Mm -hmm. oh my gosh i'm going to jump on and see what your uh workshop is all about i love learning from others i learn a ton from my guests and uh you are just a gem. I don't know how else to thank say it. You. you are you are one the bright light in the room. That thank you for enduring. Thank you for making that decision to stick it out. Thank you for suffering for nine months so that you could then land here, be here, and serve others the way you are doing it. You are just amazing. I don't I could I don't have enough adjectives for you. So thank you thank so you. very much for coming on. You're you're just. Yeah, I, I, if you. we if we could bottle up a person and and just say here here's a piece of Christelle. you need some <laughs> of this you know just pour them pour you into them and say okay now now we're doing good. Oh, that would be. Awesome. But the best <laughs> thank thing Thank you
1: think- Brian. thank oh. you. You made this experience wonderful. You know, the whole process of being on this show is so thought about and just makes things easy for the guests and it shows how much you care about delivering quality Um, content for your audience so they should be happy they're part of your audience for sure (laughs) (laughs) whoever's listening If you're not a subscriber yet, I don't know what you're thinking about, but yeah, Brian really puts a lot of intention to make this a great experience, both for the host, for the guests, but also for you, the viewers and the listeners. So thank you, Brian, for that. And thank you for allowing me to discuss, have this conversation with your audience.
0: Oh, Christelle, you are just, my gosh. I mean, look, this show is for me to give you the exposure, lift you up, and you just did so that's exactly you know we both do the same thing don't we you do it for your your clients i do it for mine and that's what drives us um heart-centered loving to help others ah uh, i could go on for another three hours with you christelle and i know you're on the west coast i'm on the east coast so it's later here but i could still keep going uh-huh. so we'll just go another couple hours i'm kidding we're, <laughs> we're going to um Basically, we're going to sign off. We're going to respect everyone's time. They knew it was an hour show, and I want to respect Christelle and I want to respect your time. And thank you once again for coming on. That is it, ladies and gentlemen. On behalf of the amazing Christelle Viga, I am your host, Brian Kelly of the Mind Body Business Show, and we will be back again. One week from today with another amazing guest. They have a lot to live up to 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 follow up on Christelle, though. Woo, that's going to be a big, big order to follow. But that is it. Until next time, please do just two things. That's all I ask, two things. Number one, go out and crush it even more in your business so you can serve more people. And number two, above everything else, please be blessed. So long, everybody. Have a great one. Thank you for tuning in to the Mind Body Business Show podcast at www.themindbodybusinessshow.com. My name is Brian Kelly.